Hello and welcome to today's episode of The Quad Shot, where we help you down and digest the day's most pertinent cancer news. It's November 15th, 2022. Welcome to The Quadcast. Let's dive in. First up, out of sequence. Does the sequence of short-course ADT and radiation matter when treating prostate cancer? In 2020, a meta-analysis of two clinical trials stirred debate about the sequencing of ADT with definitive radiation for localized prostate cancer. Historically, many of us gave ADT and waited several months before starting radiation, but the meta-analysis suggested that ADT during radiation and the duration of ADT after radiation, but not before, drove improvements in treatment outcomes. Sandstorm is the latest meta-analysis from the MARCAP consortium that tackles the question of short-course ADT sequencing in the setting of prostate-only or prostate-plus-pelvis radiation. They assembled individual patient data from over 7,400 patients treated in 12 randomized trials of radiation and either neoadjuvant and concurrent or concurrent and adjuvant androgen deprivation therapy. In contrast to the prior meta-analysis, which only included patients who received prostate-only radiation, they also included patients who received pelvic nodal radiation. Among all patients, concurrent and adjuvant ADT was associated with a higher rate of 10-year metastasis-free survival, 65 versus 61%, and a lower risk of biochemical recurrence, 28 versus 34%. And prostate cancer mortality was also improved at 6.5 versus 7.7% compared to neoadjuvant and concurrent ADT. They even found a possible improvement in overall survival with concurrent and adjuvant ADT. However, these outcomes were driven by the group of patients who received prostate-only radiation. Among those treated with pelvic radiation, concurrent and adjuvant ADT did not improve outcomes. In fact, distant metastasis risk was lower with neoadjuvant ADT in the setting of pelvic radiation. The important takeaways are that the duration of adjuvant ADT is important when delivering prostate-only radiation. It isn't that neoadjuvant ADT is bad, it's just that when you are giving a fixed duration of ADT, the longer duration of ADT after radiation seems to be better. The second takeaway is that there is an incompletely understood interaction between pelvic nodal radiation and the sequencing of ADT. Put simply, Sequencing doesn't appear to be as important with pelvic radiation, but with neoadjuvant ADT reducing distant metastasis risk in this group, there may be more to the story. The bottom line is, the sequencing of concurrent and adjuvant ADT is associated with better treatment outcomes when delivering prostate-only radiation, but this is not the case when also treating the pelvic lymph nodes. Thanks to Ma, JCO. 2022. Up second, selective results. Standard salvage treatments for glioblastoma don't have robust data backing them up. A common strategy is re-irradiation with concurrent bevacizumab, 
Such anti-angiogenic agents are thought to overcome hypoxia-induced radioresistance. RTOG-1205 is the first randomized trial to evaluate re-irradiation with modern techniques. 170 enrollees receiving bevacizumab at 10 mg per kilogram every two weeks until progression were randomized to plus or minus the addition of re-irradiation to 35 gray in 10 fractions. Sadly, the primary endpoint of overall survival was not improved with the addition of radiation with the median survival of 10 months in both arms. While this is certainly disappointing, lack of a demonstrable benefit may be a result of extremely broad inclusion criteria. In response to low accrual, RTOG-1205 was amended to broaden eligibility, resulting in inclusion of a significant number of patients less likely to benefit from focal re-irradiation because of extensive disease burden. In fact, the only subgroup that did have a significant survival advantage with re-irradiation were those with a very good performance status, KPS of 90 to 100. Others with standout survival included those receiving re-irradiation for first recurrence, longer time interval to re-irradiation, and smaller target volumes. There was also a clear improvement in recorded progression-free survival across all enrollees with a median of four months without re-irradiation and seven months with, which the authors point out is typically correlated with better neurocognitive outcomes and less steroid requirements, though neither were reported in the article. The bottom line is, re-irradiation for recurrent GBM treated with bevacizumab helps delay progression but does not improve survival across all comers. Thanks to SIGN, JCO, 2022. Up next, cut to the chase. Is surgery necessary for breast cancer patients who have a complete response to neoadjuvant therapy? Patients with HER2-positive and triple-negative breast cancer who receive neoadjuvant therapy can have complete response rates exceeding 50%. In this single-arm Phase two trial, 50 patients with T1-2, N0-1, HER2-positive or triple-negative breast cancer were enrolled after receiving standard neoadjuvant systemic therapy. Importantly, to be eligible, their residual breast lesion had to be less than 2 centimeters on mammogram or ultrasound. They underwent a vacuum-assisted core biopsy under image guidance where a minimum of 12 cores were taken using a 9-gauge needle. The pathologic complete response rate was 62%. Patients who had a pathologic complete response skipped surgery and went straight to whole breast radiation at 50 gray in 25 fractions or 40 gray in 15 fractions plus a boost, while those without a PATH-CR had surgery followed by radiation. Of note, patients with initial nodal disease had to have a targeted axillary dissection to prove no residual nodal disease. With greater than two years median follow-up, there were no ipsilateral breast tumor occurrences among patients who had a PATH-CR and omitted surgery. Is this approach ready for prime time? Well, of course not. While the systemic therapy and radiation were very standard, the breast imaging and biopsy techniques were highly specialized, 
and their success is highly user-dependent. The bottom line is, in this small trial of a highly select group of patients with a PATH-CR to neoadjuvant systemic therapy, adjuvant radiation alone in omission of surgery results in a low risk of short-term recurrence. Thanks to Coor. Lancet Oncology, 2022. Up next, room for improvement. There's room in every direction when it comes to lung cancer screening. This multi-institutional prospective study in North Carolina observed of the folks who actually made it to a low-dose CT screening, how many received recommended follow-up for suspicious findings. Turns out, less than half. And this, again, is among those who have the resources to get screened in the first place. Overall adherence was a paltry 43%. It was worse for lower lung rad scores, 30% with a score of 3, 50% with 4A, and 68% with 4B or 4X. This safe, low-burden, potentially life-saving cancer screening that involves no pelvic exam, no go lightly, and no compression of sensitive body parts is in serious need of a new public relations strategy. Thanks to Rivera, JAMA Network Open, 2022. Up next, stick with it. A large Chinese prospective randomized trial demonstrates acupuncture following laparoscopic colorectal cancer surgery halves the rate of prolonged post-op ileus and significantly decreases time to first defecation and failure to advanced diets. Thanks to Wong, JAMA Surgery, 2022. Finally, Magic Mushrooms, a prospective randomized phase two trial of 233 patients with treatment refractory depression demonstrates a significant improvement at three weeks with a single 25 milligram dose of psilocybin. Thanks to Goodwin, New England Journal of Medicine, 2022. This concludes today's episode of The Quad Shot. If you like what you've heard, please consider giving us a five-star rating and subscribing to our podcast. Also, check out our website at www.quadshotnews.com and subscribe to our newsletter. We'll catch you next time.